Welcome to an all-new episode of Get Lit with Leanna, the podcast. Join me as I sit down with a new guest author in each episode to discuss their books, careers, and everything in between. Today I'm sitting down with debut romance author Sarah Adler, who wrote the new book, Mrs. Nash's Ashes. This is one of my favorite books of the year. You will hear in this conversation, I continue to rave and rant about this book. It's an amazing dual timeline love story. It's grumpy sunshine. There's an LGBTQ storyline to it. And it's really written so, so, so perfectly. I was laughing out loud and totally obsessed with the characters from the very beginning. And I know you will feel the same way. I loved getting to chat with Sarah about her writing background. And then, of course, all of my favorite moments of this book and how the concept came to be and the playlist that accompanies it and all of that. So without further ado, my conversation with author Sarah Adler starts right now. Welcome, Sarah, to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I absolutely adored your book. I know I was just telling you, like, this is seriously going to be one of my favorite books of the year, for sure, for sure. And I went into it, like, not really knowing what to expect, having just read, like, the synopsis. I was like, this sounds really cute, but I didn't know if it was going to become, like, an ultimate favorite of the year for me. And, like, it it definitely will. It's sticking with me while I was reading it. I had, like, a shit-eating grin on my face the entire time. Like, I loved it so, so much. So I can't wait to have you here. I'm so happy to get to chat with you about it. Firstly, how are you feeling now that the book is like almost out? By the time this podcast is out, it will be everywhere for everyone to consume and love and enjoy. So how are we feeling? Um, I'm feeling okay, actually. I think I think um, the lead up has been more stressful than like like the long lead up was more stressful, I think, than this like immediate where things are starting to happen. I think having so many wonderful people read it early and and review was so helpful just to kind of rip that bandaid off. So it's not like my books in stores and now suddenly everyone uh, has opinions. Like it's nice to kind of know ahead of time what people like, what they haven't liked as much and just kind of put that out of my mind completely. Right. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been surprisingly busy, um, with just sort of the publicity stuff. And then I'm also doing final revisions on my second book and drafting my third book at the same time. So it's just kind of a hectic month. Oh my gosh. Um, but it's also really exciting. And yeah, I, my agent has been wonderful as far as keeping me kind of calm and, I think, I think it's going to be okay. It definitely will be okay. I'm so excited to hear that you have stuff coming up on the horizon that I need to talk to you about a million percent. But before we get into the future, I'd love to talk a little bit about your background and kind of how this all came to be, like what your writing experience was like prior to writing this book, how the concept came to you, like all of that fun stuff. So maybe let's just start with firstly, like your writing background, like what were you doing before you wrote this book and kind of how did this even come to be? Yeah, so I was really into writing as a little kid. Like, as soon as I learned to write, I was writing little books. Um, And that was kind of a thing I did a lot up until probably, well, I mean, I did some sort of like fan fiction-y stuff as a teenager too. So um, I think I was kind of doing creative writing in that way for a while. And then I got to college and just kind of stopped because it was like, I have all this academic work to do. Um, and then I got it in my head that I wanted to be an academic. So I was like, okay, I have to be very serious and I have to focus on serious research work. And so for pretty much all of undergrad and then grad school, 
I was just so focused on sort of the academic writing side of things. And I didn't do any writing just for fun. Okay. And then um, right after I finished my master's degree, I had my daughter and uh, left my full-time job and became a stay-at-home mom, which was like not the original plan. So I was kind of okay. like, oh, what is, what is <laughs> going on here? What am I going to do? Um, and pretty quickly I realized that being a mom was wonderful, but like, it wasn't who the only thing I wanted to be. Like Mm -hmm. I needed some other thing going on in my life, um, to give me some sort of a sense of identity and kind of rebuild who I was now that I wasn't working full time, wasn't going to school anymore. So I started reading a lot, um, again, and then that kind of led me to be like, well, maybe I could write again. But I felt like, well, unless I know how to do it perfectly, I shouldn't bother. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. And my best friend, she was taking some like workshops on writing children's books at the time. Hmm. And I told her, I kind of want to do it, but like, I don't know where to start. And she's like, well, just start and see what happens. And so I did. And like two months later, I had a manuscript and it wasn't good. I didn't know what I was doing yet at all. I was like floundering through, Mm -hmm. but it was so satisfying to find that part of me again. Um, And so that first bad manuscript kind of led me to learning the whole process of finding an agent, getting published, how that all worked. The second one, um, I was a little bit closer. I had a lot of requests to read from agents, but ultimately no offers. Okay. And so by the time I wrote Mrs. Nash's Ashes, I was like, okay, I've learned a ton. I am determined to crack this code now. I'm taking this very seriously. Like I want this to be um, part of my life mm-hmm. forever. Like I want this to be a thing I do. Um, so I, it was, I guess, winter 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. And I would like, hang out with my daughter in, uh, during the day. And then in the evenings I would go sit in my car in a parking lot and mooch Wi-Fi off of like Starbucks or Taco Bell or whichever one I felt like doing that night. And I would just like type on my laptop in the driver's seat, like parked outside as close to the building as possible. Um, until like, I couldn't feel my feet cause it was cold. And, (laughs) (laughs) um, it was just kind of like sheer determination at that point. Um, and so I finished it. And from from the beginning, I was kind of like, okay, there's something about this that's different like than my past stuff. I think maybe this is it. And so I sent it out to agents, many of whom had already seen my two previous things and were right. becoming familiar with my name. Um, and within a week, I had an offer. And then I let all the other agents know. And then I had five more offers. And wow. I was very lucky to get to pick between a lot of really wonderful agents. I went with Taylor Haggerty at Root. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a really quick round of revisions, sent it out on submission to editors. Again, within a week, had an offer. Um, other editors said they were interested too. So we went to auction wow. and I got to sell at auction, which was like a dream come true. It was a whirlwind. <laughs> My imposter syndrome was horrible, uh, but... <laughs> Yeah. So it kind of went from like two years of like just head down working, trying to 
figure this out to like everything suddenly happening very, very fast. I mean, that's just a credit to how amazing the story is. And like from the first few lines, I was just like, this is my speed. Like your writing and your voice is so distinct, so unique. Like it's unlike anything I've read. Like I could just hear your voice while reading it. Like it doesn't sound like anything else. And it's just so captivating. I don't know what you like laced in this book, but I legitimately could not put it down. Like seriously could not put it down. And it's just like one of those books that the story is so different and I love the dual timeline and it's such a unique concept but the but the way that it's executed is just so 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 well done and it just keeps your attention the entire time but the idea again is just like it's a wild concept how did this come to be and I also love that you wrote it in your car given that this is like a road trip car like story like was that did that piece come into it once you were like writing from your car like what's that connection um so the inspiration for the story is kind of two really different things converging in my brain. Um, the first one was I had heard a radio interview with a musician and he talked about how when his mother passed away, he took her ashes on the road with him and he would sprinkle a little bit of them on every stage he played because she had always wanted to like be a singer. So it was oh like God. his like, tribute to her. And I was, like, couldn't stop thinking about that because it's such a nice gesture. But at the same time, the logistics are so weird. Like, <laughs> who is cleaning this up afterwards? Like, yeah. what are they doing? Is he, like, brushing them back into the urn? Is he, like, having someone vacuum up his mom? Like, it's a weird thing yeah. when you start to think about it. Yeah. So, like, this was, like, something that just was, like, preoccupying me f- since I heard it. And then um, I was also trying to figure out what my next book was going to be. Um after realizing that the second one wasn't going to get an agent. And one of the things I like to do when I'm brainstorming is I like to think about classic films and what they might look like in a contemporary version. Me too. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. And so um, I was thinking about It Happened One Night and what that kind of road trip uh, opposites attract story would look like in a contemporary form. And I think I was in the shower because that's where the best ideas happen. And suddenly I went, oh, I can put those two together if I like think about how to do it a little bit. And that's how it was born. Um, There was a second part to your question and I don't remember what it was. The second part of the question was the car aspect of it. Yes. Yeah. So weirdly, when I first, first started thinking about it, they were on a train because that just sounded fun. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I've always wanted to go on one of those really long train rides where you have mm-hmm. to like get a sleeper car thing. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and I was like, that could be interesting. Cause like talk about forced proximity, like mm-hmm. you're very stuck together on a train. You can't like, unless you leap off the train. So, <laughs> um, but I also quickly realized that that is too much forced proximity for an entire novel. And that for it to be interesting, they'd have to get off the train at some point. And then I was like, well, mm-hmm. it should just be a road trip. Like that's fun. Okay. Um, like I said, it was winter 2020. We were really deep in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, I hadn't been anywhere in a long time. And so it was like, I want to think about being somewhere else and the idea of travel and preferably somewhere warmer. Um, and so my original research kind of led me to the fact that there was, um, a World War II era 
naval base, naval air base in Key West. And I was like, oh, that's like a good destination. And then I needed it to be a 24-hour drive or less because you need it to make sense why they would choose to drive as opposed to wait around for more flights. So Mm -hmm. um, I had just moved from Washington, D.C. at the time. So I was like, it'll be fun to start there. That's a good starting point and for a place for them to live. And so, yeah, I mean, being in the car was kind of like a happy accident, but it did feel very fitting. Yeah, Um, I'm sure. That's so great. Okay. So before we go any further, I would love if you could just give a little synopsis as to what this book is about, because now I have a few questions that are like really pertaining to the actual story. Yeah. Um, so Mrs. Nash's ashes is the story of a woman on a mission to deliver three tablespoons of her elderly best friend's ashes to the woman she fell in love with during world war two. Um, but then flights are all canceled and she's forced to road trip to Key West instead with her ex's grad school rival and like chaos ensues. It's so good. There's so many moments of this book that I'm obsessed with. But I, before I ask you like specific questions, I just need to call out how obsessed I am with their like road trip playlist. And mm. I absolutely need um, a playlist. So my first question is, does this playlist exist? And if yes, are you able to share it with me? So there is like an official playlist uh, that I made that Berkeley has available. Okay. Um, and uh, there is a link to it through like my my link tree amazing um, and it's kind of a mixture of millie's music and sort of um stuff that has kind of a similar vibe but is actually like a little more current um and covers of millie's music which in my yeah. mind is like house of compromise of like okay fine but like i want some covers at least so it's yeah like i want some modern yeah i love that okay so after we get off this call i'm gonna go stalk you and grab that playlist and then we can be friends on spotify and you'll just see me listening to it over and over again because i was just dying i was like oh my god yes now there's cow king in the mix i was waiting for this <laughs> i was just so excited i loved it but another thing that i really really related to is um how millie is a jewish character but like that's really not known unless you like know that her name is Cohen. Like it's not really called upon. It's not a part of the story. It's just like, it's part of her name. And I read that you really resonated with that because you two grew up with a hyphenated name and one of your names being, um, you right. Am I wrong about the hyphenated name part? Um, I don't have an, a hyphenated name. My last name is Adler. Okay. Um, but I am Jewish on my father's side. Okay. I knew there like was a, a half whole, and half. Right. Yeah. Okay. A whole thing. Okay. So, um, so I love that, like, my last name is Cohen. So I love that the the name you chose was my name. That was, like, the real connection there. But can you talk a little bit about that distinction and how come you wanted to have that be part of her identity, but kind of in a subtle way? Yeah, I think that um, that was a lot of me just kind of wanting that sort of representation of growing up um, sort of half in, half out of that culture, because Um, For people who don't know Judaism, especially the more traditional forms of it, it's matrilineal. And so if your mother's Jewish, you're Jewish. But if your mother's not Jewish, you're technically not, according to a lot of people. So (laughs) um, for me growing up, it was always very like a weird place to be, especially because I grew up in rural Pennsylvania. And so it wasn't like I had other Jewish people around me or any sort of resources. Um, So I learned what I could on my own and sort of going to extended family holiday um, you know, satyrs and stuff in New Jersey with, with uncles and aunts and things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that that might be like a nice kind of detail to put into Millie as well. Um, you know, that she's 
she herself is not religious in any way, but she does have that sort of cultural background of being partially within that culture. Yeah. I loved it. I love that. It's just like a little touch of it. Um, There were so many like moments of this book that I was really in love with, but I particularly loved the dual timeline. And like anyone that knows me or knows my reading preferences, like dual timelines are my favorite thing ever to read. And especially if it's like different love stories that somehow intertwine, those are the best. And your past and present timelines could not be more different, but they tie in so perfectly. How did you think or like come up with your past timeline? Like it's an amazing, um, and it's an amazing, powerful love story. And it's super timely given the time we're living in now. And it relates back to like the war. Like there's just so many moments and so many parts of it that are so interesting. And given the fact that it's a lesbian couple in this time period, like how did this whole concept come to you? Yeah, I mean, I think every time I write a book, there's like something I'm trying to work out subconsciously. And I think here it was kind of understanding my own sexuality. Like I'm bisexual, but I didn't quite know that myself until I wrote the character of Rose Nash because I was like, oh, she's bisexual. And then I was like, wait, but then I'm bisexual. Oh, (laughs) and it was kind of like a a aha moment. Um, And so I think part of the reason I chose to make her want, you know, to make her have had this relationship with another woman um, was sort of exploring that side of myself, but also the historical context of it. I needed a good reason why her and this person wouldn't have stayed together. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like, homophobia is like a pretty decent reason that a lot of people who were in love back then did not wind up staying together. And um, so I I wanted to examine that a little bit um, through the context of fiction. And um, because like queer people have always been around, like they've Mm -hmm. always had relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so it, and then for the actual like, craft part of it yeah I think my original idea was letters but then I was like you know what letters feel obvious to me like I don't necessarily want to do just letters Mm -hmm. um and so then I was like okay well maybe it's sort of these flashbacky sort of things yeah but then I also needed them to connect to the story so and having giving too much away exactly and having Millie retell the story is just like a perfect way to like tie the two together. It was just like so heartbreaking to read, but also so like hopeful at the same time. And just like, I guess it's also again, like a credit to your writing style. Like when you were writing it, were you like so invested in the story? And like, how did you know how it was going to end? Like the whole, this is a spoiler, but people who listen to this podcast will have read this book. So like the whole death miscommunication thing, like all of those little like things that happen that got the story to where it needs to be. Like when you were writing it, how was that process like? I am not a plotter. Like okay. I, I can do kind of a loose outline where I have a vague idea like of like A and Z, but like all the letters in between are missing. Okay. And those are what I'm finding as I write. So a lot of the details kind of came to me as I needed them of mm-hmm. like, okay, so what explains why they lost touch? 
and then I was, I had, I was like, well, is this a thing that could happen? I did quick research and I was like, oh, that happened to that guy. Like that can definitely happen. Um, and so it was things like that where it was like, okay, I need to kind of troubleshoot this to make Mm -hmm. the story progress to where I need it to go. Mm -hmm. And then I would spend some time kind of feeling out different paths and feeling if they felt right for the story and the characters and, um, I know that like, I I think I also kind of challenged myself to not take the easy way out Mm -hmm. um, for myself because like, I don't like emotion very much. Like I, um, when I write, my instinct is to be very nice to all my characters. Everything is constantly very happy. No one is ever stressed or anxious. Like everything's wonderful the whole time. But like, (laughs) that's not a plot. Like, yeah, that's, that's just you know people going about a day and nothing exciting happens to them um so I think I also had to challenge myself like okay maybe maybe you have to do kind of the unpopular thing here like maybe you need to just do it and love that yeah I love that and I loved the current relationship like Millie and Hollis's relationship and I love that it's like an opposites track like everyone's calling it a grumpy sunshine which is couldn't be more perfect because like Hollis is so goddamn grumpy, but like also like so soft for Millie, which is the best kind of grump. I loved their dynamic in their relationship and the steam and the tension between them is just like unmatched. What was that like to write, especially this being like your first published book? Like, are you like, how did you even like muster up the courage to write it, figure it out? Was it awkward to edit it? Like, tell me all of the things. I, I think that when you write in this genre, you just kind of need to like if you're going to write open door, you just need to kind of tell yourself it's going to be a little weird. Like (laughs) some, like your old English teacher might read this and that's okay. Like you're an adult. It's not like strange that you know about this stuff. Like it is a thing that is normal and good. And I think that like, one of the things is that I didn't start reading romance until I was an adult like in my 20s um and I I think if I had had romance books as a teenager I would have been in a much healthier place as far as my expectation for relationships um because like most of my like what a relationship's supposed to be like was coming from television and film which tends to be sometimes a little more fraught Mm -hmm. and so I think I also kind of, when in doubt, tell myself this might be something that can help somebody in the future know what a healthy relationship, a healthy sex life looks like, like communication and consent and peeing afterwards. I was like very proud of myself for fitting that in. I loved Um, it, the UTI of it all. (laughs) That was like a late addition. I was like, she should probably like remark upon this. Um, (laughs) And yeah, so it's, it's one of those things where like it's easy to get in my head about it but at the same time I can't care too much about it because then like I won't do it um and luckily there weren't a lot of revisions on that chapter or those like parts yeah um so I didn't have to be too worried about it um it was done so well so well 
I read a lot of like steamy romance books, obviously. And this was just like, it was perfectly executed. It also was because like their emotional, their emotional intimacy totally matched the physical intimacy. And it was just like, finally, you know, it was like enough of the blue balls. Like it's enough, like, let's have it. Let's go. (laughs) Like you're just like rooting for them so much. And you know how much like they're both pining over each other, but like, who's going to make the first move? How's it going to happen? And like the way it unfolded was perfect. It couldn't have been more perfect. I am so glad that it worked for you because yeah. yeah, it's one of those things where it's also like, I think this is like a nice scene. I hope other people do, but it's like, you really don't know until it's out there. If people are going to find that it resonates with them. And that's not just like sex scenes. That's all 100%. the whole book. It's like kind of a leap of faith um, that what you, you know, you're writing kind of for yourself and yeah. you're hoping that other people find something to like in it too. I'm sure everyone that reads this book is going to love it as much as I did. Like there was so much of it that I was just like, oh, this is written so well. And it's such a cute story. And like, you're rooting for every couple and like, even the past love story. It's like, even though you know how it ends, it's just like, they still never fell out of love with each other. They still always thought of each other. It's just like that sense of hope. And like, the, that's like true love. And it's just, it was so well done. I loved every moment of it. And I know everyone now after reading this is going to be like, okay, but like now what's happening? Like, what are we doing next? So I know you just said that you turned in book two, you finished book two, you're outlining your third book. Like wh- what's happening now? We're getting more books. I'm so happy. Yeah. So um, book two, um, I think we're about to start a final round of revisions before we go to copy edits. Um, I can't say a ton yet, but it's scheduled for spring 2024. Okay. Um, And it's an enemies to lovers rom-com about a fake spirit medium, a goat farmer and a ghost. Um, Come again? (laughs) Okay, I'm freaking out. I love that combination so much. A goat? A goat farmer and a ghost, yeah. So there's a fake spirit medium, a goat farmer, and a ghost. No, I would love just like 15 minutes in your brain just to see what's going on in there. I would just like pay for a ticket, 15 minutes in there. That sounds wild. And it's obviously romance. It's enemies to lovers. Yes, it's a romantic. It's another rom-com. Um (sighs) So hopefully more about that in a couple months as far as details. Um, I've seen the cover and it's gorgeous. My God. Um, so hopefully people like it. And then book three, I'm like in the proposal phase. So we haven't sold it yet, but we are working on kind of polishing it. Um, I'm going back and forth with my agent, but like it's a busy month. So none of us are really in a I hurry. Um, oh my God. No, that's so exciting. As busy as it is for me, it's also very busy for her and my editor. Of course. Um, So that's kind of just a thing I'm excited about and working on when I have a minute in between other things. And so hopefully that also works out and then you'll hear about that hopefully in a few months if it does. That's so exciting. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm really happy that we are going to get more books coming down the pipeline. I'm really excited about this book two idea and I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for a cover slash title reveal because I'm already super intrigued with those like two little hints you gave me. So very much looking forward. I'm so glad. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I love this book. I know everyone else is going to love it. And um, I'm sure you'll be hearing a lot from me because now it'll be included in a million roundups and in my favorite books of 2023 and in all the good things to come. So this is just the beginning of our friendship. So I hope um, you're ready to be my friend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I thank you so much for having me on of and reading and I'm just, I, it means so much to me that you enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I know everyone will too.